You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelski, excited to be here on this week after Vocations Awareness Week, uh, broadcasting live from Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary here in wonderful Winona. I uh, have uh, the rector here with me, Father Horahan, as well as another uh, seminarian here, uh, Ryan Saltness, and we'll let them uh, talk about themselves here in a second. I just want to note, before we get too far down the road, that we spent uh, the break before leading in talking about Rush lyrics, so uh, if any classic rock fans out there, or Canadians, that's what brought it up uh, in the first part, uh, we were talking about uh, Rush during the break, so just thought we'd share that. Um, so... <laughs> um, uh, Father, would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Just sure. Tell us a little sure. bit about who you are. And, and sure thing. I'd be happy to do so. Uh, Father Bob Horahan from from you know the area. I'm not actually from Winona itself. From, from a little town called Hoka, Minnesota, about 35 miles away from Winona. Uh, so native Minnesotan, uh, bordering the Great White North. So again, you know, lots of Canadian influence there. So the, <laughs> ru- the rush love developed as a. At a at a relatively young age, along with my familiarity with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. For, you know, those main staples of Canadian <laughs> culture that I'm sure all Canadians are very happy to be associated there you go. with. Yeah. And, uh, and my role here at the seminary is that of rector, uh, which means that I am overseeing the whole range of operations that occur here at IHM. And I've been in this now. This is my seventh year uh, as rector. And so I've had the opportunity to work with the men um, who have come through these halls for a number of years. I was actually on faculty a year before that, um, so I'm going into my eighth year as, fac- as a faculty member. But I've had the opportunity to, to walk with them, to journey with them, to help them discover where the Lord is calling, calling them to go in their lives' walks. And it's been a great privilege and an honor. Well, fantastic. And Ryan, would you... Yeah, uh, my name is Ryan Saltness, um, and my role here is as a pre-theology two seminarian. Um, I was uh, born and raised in Rochester, Minnesota, so just down the road here. Um, grew up in a in a hockey family, so there uh-huh. there comes my Canadian ties. Is my my dad's <laughs> side. Um, my my grandma, my dad's side, was was uh, born in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. So um, that's where the the Canadian um, topic came up, but. Um, yeah, I'm in my second year of seminary here. I started here last year. Um, I graduated from Lourdes High School in Rochester in 2015 and um, then went on, went on to do my undergrad studies at St. John's University, which is in central Minnesota. Um, mm. And from there, then uh, worked in two years of ministry with uh, an organization called Focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that brought me to last year in my, in my first year of seminary here at uh, IHM. So... Happy to be here. So, uh, what were you studying at uh, St. John's? At St. John's, yeah, I was uh, actually a nursing student. So, okay. um, in Rochester, of it's also the the med city. So, absolutely, um, the uh, the medical influence on my family was also was was great. So, um, nursing was a pretty natural um, place to start my studies and. Um, loved nursing too. Sometimes people think that I'm in seminary that it was a, a step away from nursing, or I'm always running from nursing, <laughs> which is not the case. Um, I absolutely loved nursing. I have a lot of cousins and family members who are, are nurses, and my older sister's a, a physician, and my younger sister's an occupational therapist. So um, yeah, started out in the the medical studies. So 
I'd say there's kind of a natural uh, blend between those because I've met several priests and permanent deacons as well yeah, who've yeah. been nurses and mm-hmm. said that kind of was a natural fit, um, you know, complementary kind of uh, personality, I guess, to be a nurse or to be uh, clergy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the healing professions and reaching out and yeah, being bringing people to wholeness in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father, you mentioned you were on uh, faculty here yeah. before you became rector. Uh, what did did you always see teaching in a seminary as kind of something that would happen as part of your vocation? Was that oh, heaven, a surprise? No. Okay. Oh no, it was definitely a surprise. Um, so you know, I've been this this year. Actually, I'm celebrating 20 years uh, of priesthood. It was ordained in 02, and I did kind of think that you know if it would be possible to do some sort of teaching, not not in a seminary environment actually, <laughs> but some sort of teaching, I would be drawn to that. I have I have uh, you know enjoyed that. I had enjoyed that in my years of formation. You know doing doing various sorts of intellectual enterprises, um, and so I thought yeah, teaching would be nice. But I really I thought when I was ordained it'd be parish work. Uh, you know, that's the nature, I think, of diocesan priesthood, and that's right. what we're prepared for, and rightly so. And and so I went um, after ordination. I was in Rochester myself for two years uh, at, at Lourdes and at Resurrection Catholic mm-hmm. Church, and then was a pastor for a few, few years and just kind of thought that would be the journey. That would be the way right. my priesthood would be lived out. Uh, and then at one point, our... Um, Bishop asked me if I'd be willing to go off and do some graduate studies, and then I started to see the writing on the wall, and <laughs> lo and behold, here I am. Uh, and I remember the surreal experience, especially of being rector, uh, but even of being faculty, the surreal experience of walking through the halls of the place where I had been formed, hmm. myself as a seminarian, uh, and feeling woefully ill-equipped for this work, <laughs> and thinking, "Boy, the guys who were here when I was a, you know, the, the priest formators who were here when I was a, um, when I was a seminary and had it much more together than uh, than <laughs> I do. So, how can I ever pull this off?" Um, but you know, I haven't been kicked out yet, so, so I guess know, yeah. things are going reasonably well. <laughs> If you're just tuning in, uh, listening to Real Presence Live, Nick Bedelski here at uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, Seminary here in Winona, uh, Minnesota. I almost said Michigan, sorry, Minnesota. Uh, we're sitting here with uh, Father Horahan, the rector, as well as uh, Ryan, who's one of the uh, seminarians here, second year. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. um, I asked this last time. We had Ethan, who was also a second year. Oh, sure. And I said, you made it through the first year, yeah. and you didn't say no after the first <laughs> year. So what what was the first year like? What was challenging, and, and what made you willing to, to come back, to continue? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm um, sure it was the rector. <laughs> no. No, there, there I mean, ma- the challenging part. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there were many challenges, but thankfully the, the rector wasn't, wasn't one of those. But, um, and, and it's unique, too, coming from a pre-theology perspective, too, because like, I mean, it's one of the cool things about seminary is guys just come in from very different places. And um, I think for me, um, one common struggle that I think, like, almost all of us kind of go through is um, something that we talk about in formation um, as the the four dimensions is what we call them you know the intellectual formation the spiritual formation the human formation and um, the pastoral formation that's the one I'm forgetting Um, yeah just like holding um, yeah holding all of those in balance is just something that's it's a it's a very unique um, 
way of life. Uh, I think I had gone through college at St. John's, obviously, as I, as I mentioned earlier. So I think like there were components of like the intellectual side of things and there were components. And then also being in focus, there was like some sort of like uh, initial experience to like spiritual formation and, and pastoral. But um, the way that they're all sort of brought together um, in a very intense environment, uh, intense in a good way too, like intentional, um, it was something that was was very unique and, and uh, challenging for for last year, um, and yeah. Then also on top of it, just like on the surface, you're moving into a building with you know 52 other other guys, um, and you're going from like living in an apartment uh, by yourself to um, you know moving back into a, a single bedroom to mm. with a bunch of other guys. So there's also just like a, a lot of um, human you know, challenges there too. Uh, so, but, uh, the Lord was great. Um, he always, he always gives us the grace to, to go through those things that he's inviting us to. So, um, it was also a very, a very joyful, a joyful year in, in many ways too. So and I think to another part, especially for, for the pre-theo guys and for those who might not be familiar with that, that's men who have done college work and come in with a college degree, uh, already and have often you know, been been active in the world. There's there's an independence that maybe you're used to, mm. and mm. then you all of a sudden come into the seminary where there's a very structured environment and there's a, a schedule of things, and you need to ask for permissions. and And Ryan has been very good about all of that. Let me just say <laughs> he's been exceptional. But it's an, it's an adjustment. It's it's an adjustment that that if you're used to a certain way of life and then getting used to a new sort of modality. It yeah. takes some time. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that too. Cause I would have conversations with my family too of like, um, like, Oh, it's like Saturday. You're going to come home. Like, you know, Rochester's not that far away. And like, I had a hard, weird time, like explaining to him, like, yeah, I just, I can't just like come home. <laughs> like I'm here and I, I'm, I've uh, committed myself to a, to the same orarium that all these other guys, the same schedule that um, all these other guys are committed to, too. So um, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of unique changes and um, unique things. Is that maybe more, is that a difficult part, being so close to home yet so far away, kind of? In a way, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. it's interesting because, like, yeah, I'm closer to home than I was, you know, when I was actually doing my undergrad studies mm-hmm. at St. John's. And... Um, yeah, and I think, uh, especially to kind of entering back into, like, your life uh, reflects, like, an academic year where, like, you have things like breaks. And mm-hmm. um, I think that was also kind of another uh, unique thing, too, that I'm now thinking in terms of, like, school breaks. And um, when school is not in session, um, to me, it's always been natural. Like, oh, yeah, you, you, you go home. Um, and, yeah, it's just another added uh thing to seminaries that there's again the intellectual uh dimension and the you know your your life as a student is only one one part of your life here um there's responsibilities that you have you know both as a seminarian but then also even to just like as a brother seminarian to other other guys living in the house so um it's uh it's a more intentional way of living so it's it's great well, fantastic. If you're just tuning in now, uh, Real Presence Live, Nick Modelski, happy to be with you, joining you from uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary here in Winona, wonderful Winona. 
Uh, a lot of times I'm in rock and roll Rochester. Today it's wonderful <laughs> Winona. Nice. Uh, here with uh, Father Horahan, uh, the rector, as well as uh, Ryan Saltness, who's one of the uh, seminarians here. So stay tuned through the break. We'll be talking more about uh, what it's like to be rector and seminarian after we come back. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The, the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and, and uh, had an interview with you. And, and so that was my first introduction to Real Presence. It's been, it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt... You know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because, you know, one of the, the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop, is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio from the first day has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions, too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky, excited to be here at Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, Minor Seminary in Winona. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, Father Horahan here with me as well as uh, Ryan, one of the seminarians, uh, talking about just what those different experiences are like uh, before the break. And uh, we we did not talk any more classic rock over the break, although we did talk about, you know, some, some philosophical, I can tell you're, you're a philosophical minded person, Ryan, because you're talking first about kind of the... You know the the existential experience of broadcasting on the air. It was it was kind of deep, so I, I appreciate that. I'm not making fun oh, of you. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm not <laughs> not stuff. teasing. Yeah, it was good stuff. So uh, anyway, if you're just joining us, uh, I, well, I already did the introduction, so I don't need to do that again. <laughs> so sorry, uh, I do that lots we'll, of times we'll, too. We'll get going. So um, 
Uh, Father, uh, do, do you still get to teach as rector? Uh, is there too much to do? I yeah, mean, how so, does that... so when I started uh, my first year as rector, I, I stepped away from teaching just to get used to it. Uh, and then after that, I stepped back into the classroom. And uh, throughout my, my t- tenure as rector, I've typically taught, other than that first year. Currently, I'm not because of various circumstances, but... After my first year, I, I have taught consistently at least one class each year, uh, and that's sometimes differed depending on the needs of the the university. You know, because we're we're tied with, uh, we're we're connected to St. Mary's University, so right. the classes are taught over there. Uh, so I've taught you know things as diverse as you know epistemology, which is the philosophy oh, yeah. of knowing. Yeah. For those of you out there who are interested in that sort of thing. Um, they needed somebody one one year to do sort of an intro theology class, so mm. I did that. And then for the past several years, uh, including last year when when Ryan sadly was subjected to me, <laughs> I was I was teaching logic. I have a great fondness ah. for for logic as a philosophical discipline. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I was here as a student, I did a math and philosophy degree. I, oh, I, I, wow. I double okay, majored yeah. in both of those. I've got a great love for math, so that kind of feeds nicely into the logical yeah. disciplines and structure and argumentation. So so that was a, that was a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully I'll get back in one of these days. Was that hard to, to shift gears from being an instructor to, to being more on the administrative end of things? You know, it, it was. There was simply a, a different way of operation. Uh, that I had to get used to, and with the with the instructional side of it, the interaction that you get with students uh, was always very enriching for me, and you know the, the intellectual expo- exploration together mm-hmm. with administration. There's just so much office work and so much right. paperwork and, and just those sorts of things that need to be taken care of, and they're important and they're valuable, but not always as engaging for me personally um so the the teaching has always been something that's been a good piece of of human connection <laughs> shall we say that i've enjoyed and i guess i'll draw that out one thread further yeah. to talk about um all of this compared to pastoral work yeah yeah definitely again i i would say you know that same distinction between a lot of the the stuff that has to go on in the office and organizing and arranging and envisioning again, all very important and valuable, uh, takes a lot of the energies. Whereas I think in a parish setting, a lot of the times the, the being immersed in people's lives Hmm. and their, uh, day-to-day work and their day-to-day engagement and their day-to-day journey with Jesus, uh, is something that is, is, is so life-giving and so enriching. And certainly I have that opportunity with seminarians, by all means, uh, and I do get that. But I think one of the, sometimes one of the challenges is that as rector, there's a lot more of the administrative stuff. You know, I'm one of four residential faculty members here mm-hmm. in the house, and the other three are actually more engaged just because of the diversity of roles oh, right. with, you know, what kind of the pastor would be, as right. it were, with his parishioners. Um, gotcha. And so that's, that's, there's less of that for me, shall I, shall I say. Um, and so that's a little bit different. But, you know, there's still definitely the opportunity to, to shepherd and journey and walk with the guys. Well, fantastic. Uh, if you're just joining us, Nick Bedelsky here at uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, Seminary here in Winona, speaking with uh, Father Bob Horhan and uh, Ryan Saltness. Uh, 
the rector and seminarian <laughs> here at the seminary uh, talking about a few different things here. Uh, so uh, one more question I had, um, Father, is yeah. could you give sort of the the uh, the general overview kind of of what the the game plan is for formation here at the minor seminary? Sure. I know that's a very loaded question. No. I'm sure it's something you could talk about hours on. Probably Absolutely. have had to talk about for hours on. Absolutely. But uh, just for our listeners, because we've talked a little bit about it from the seminarian and yeah. what they see, but as rector, if you could kind of yeah. draw that out a And little. it's actually a very timely, uh, a timely question in terms of the church in the United States because there are some shifts that are in play right, right now. So we are um, what has typically been called a college seminary, college-level seminary, because the men are going to college while they're mm-hmm. doing their work of, of formation and discernment. Uh, and, and the thrust really here is that of discernment, uh, of discovering one's vocation. So as I, as I oftentimes will say to prospective seminarians, you know, we just had a group uh, come in over this weekend. Most guys don't come to IHM knowing that they're called the priesthood. Mm. Uh, most guys, I mean, as students, uh, most guys come and enter as seminarians with maybe an inkling and an openness, certainly, to it. I mean, if they don't have the openness, they certainly wouldn't be here. Right. Uh, but at least with an inkling that God might be calling them to priesthood. Mm. We're here, and the formation program here is designed to help men discover whether they're called. Mm. And... You know, sometimes guys discern out, as we say, right. meaning that they discern that they're not called the priesthood. And that is as, as surely a moment to celebrate as when guys discover that they are called the priesthood. Because right. the idea is, where is God calling you to be a faithful witness of his love in the world? Hmm. Uh, and if God wants you to do that as a married person or a single person in the world and not as a priest, excellent. That's, that's his plan for right. it. Uh, and so we celebrate that, you know, when guys, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always, it's always a little bit amusing, but you know, we're happy when guys leave, <laughs> but we've got to take that in the appropriate sense. Uh, and if they leave well, uh, you know, having discerned well, we, we celebrate that, that basically as the mission of, of IHM and these, you know, usually four years, most guys, especially if they would come right out of high school, do a four-year program uh, here, that will stay the same. The contours of that are perhaps, are one could say, shifting a little bit. Because just recently, the U.S. bishops put out a document, um, a, a new edition of the program for priestly formation, mm. which is a response to something that came out from Rome back in 2016. And they're moving from describing formation in more intellectual or academic terms, you know, college, seminary, theology, school, to talking about stages. Hmm. Uh, and so the stages, there's, there's now going to be four stages. And in some ways, they've been there. It's just we're kind of concretizing right. the language. Stages of formation. There's a, uh, a propedeutic stage and a discipleship stage. Those will be occurring and offered here at IHM. Oh, okay. And then the configuration stage is what we have typically called theology school up to this point. Gotcha. Uh, and then they do this vocational synthesis stage uh, after after being ordained to the diaconate. So again, in a lot of ways, we've been doing propedeutic and discipleship, uh, but it's just kind of changing the contours, you know. And so what we'll do is the first year will be dedicated 
to the propedeutic if guys haven't done that before. And it's really, you know, propedeutic is just a nice fancy word for preparatory. Ah, okay. Um, and so, yeah, I know. It's, it's, we like these big, nice, fancy words. <laughs> right. um, but that's really what it means. So it's really to set the grounding, to set the stage uh, so that as they go into the discipleship stage, they can really cultivate... I mean, fundamentally, they're cultivating a living, breathing, dynamic, robust, life-giving relationship with Christ Jesus in mm. all of these dimensions. Mm. They're, they're becoming more deeply disciples. We're all disciples by our baptism to some right. measure, yeah. you know, but it's really owning that in a very deliberate and concrete way. So that then, as they hear Jesus saying, follow me, they can also hear him saying, follow me in this way. Mm. As a priest, as a layman, um, you know, in married life, whatever the case might be. So, again, that first year being the, the propedeutic and then in the discipleship stage, still honing uh, that sense of call so that they can move on. So, that's kind of the general overview. And, yes, there have been lots and lots of conversations, about, especially about these stages in recent years. But that, that gives the gist of it, I think. Great, great. Uh, That's uh, I, I've heard that word propedeutic thrown a lot of, around a little bit, so it's yep. good to hear it explained by someone who would know. Yes, know <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what that sort of means, you know, in a little more detail. So thank you for uh, absolutely for explaining that a little bit. Um, we have about two minutes left, and uh, all the other segments, I've asked the guys their their pearls of wisdom, the the one thing they oh, want to share with people listening. So uh, Ryan, do you have something that you'd like our listeners to know? Maybe a guy who's thinking about seminary. Yeah. Uh, something like that, or people, just general people, whatever works for you. Yeah, I think I'd probably pick up where Father left off there. One um, huge source of consolation for me um, when I was making this decision of, like, you know, how do I know if seminary is the right step? Um, do I need to be, like, hit by this bolt of light of lightning, or do I need this, like, dramatic sign? Um, and I think one of the most encouraging things for me was just just this idea that, like, when you go to a, when you go to the seminary, nothing but growth will take place, um, mm. and quite literally too, if you take it from you know from the word seminary, um, seed bed, um, that like if I if I go to this if I make this step that I think the Lord might be inviting me to to take, um, and I really allow myself to be immersed in um, these wonderful things that the church has given us, like the PPF and. Um, yeah, and uh, the faculty here and in the the community that we have here at Arlington. Um If if I allow myself to just like really enter into that, then the Lord will will use it. Um, and yeah, not to over romanticize growth. Sometimes that's a very uncomfortable experience, but um, I think that would be like my source of uh, encouragement, and I allow that to be the the source of encouragement for other guys. Is that um, you know if you if you don't go at it alone. Um, if you know you have a conversation with your with your family, with your vocation director, with with uh, trusted friends, um, and if you feel like the Lord is inviting you to to take this step, um, you know the Lord's only going to provide what you need, and um, that growth is going to take place here. 
Well, fantastic. Uh, again, thank you so much, uh, Father, for joining yeah, us and Ryan for joining here. us yeah, on air. You, um, I'm glad uh, Ryan shared he did enjoy hearing the sound of his voice on air a little bit. Yeah. So uh, we might <laughs> might have you on again for something, but it's it's been fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for listening on Real Presence Live. After we come back from the break, we'll be hearing from uh, John Paul Bickerstaff as well as Zach Steffens. I know uh, John Paul is involved with the uh, Seminarian Jazz Ensemble, yeah. which is uh, just sounds cool from the start of it so stay tuned on real presence live live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network